Welcome to Investigate Joe Rogan. It is the one-year anniversary of Alex Jones's return, so I will be investigating episode 1255 with Alex Jones and Eddie Bravo. Are there newer episodes, recent episodes that I could be investigating? Yes, but let's be real. This is a lot more important. So the first thing they talk about is the whole Sandy Hook thing, which was the big controversy at the time, since this was pretty soon after Alex Jones had gotten banned from pretty much every website. And he says that he never sent anyone to the victim's parents' houses. He never told people to go there, and he never sent anyone there. And this is true. However, he did post Leonard Posner's address, the father of one of the victims. And he didn't even deny it in court. I'll quote from his deposition here. So the family's lawyer says, in reference to Alex Jones posting the address, if a person were to stake out those addresses, they could wait for Mr. Posner to come pick up his mail, couldn't they? Then Alex Jones's lawyer says, objection as to form. The family's lawyer just asks, true? And Alex Jones says, I mean, the guy's running an anti-free speech foundation. So, again, he doesn't even deny it in court that he doxed this guy. So, yes, it is true that a lot of sites uh, falsely accused Alex Jones of, like, personally sending people to this house. But he did actually post the address, which is pretty bad. He says in this episode that he has regrets about how this whole thing went down. So at least he seems to have some remorse about this, which is is good. He did not appear remorseful in court at all, as you can tell. But on this episode, at least, he, he said he has regrets. And while they're talking about this, he, he brings up an idea which I found surprisingly self-aware, which he actually brought up in court as well, which is that he feels as though he has read so much about confirmed instances where the government lied and instances where the mainstream media lied that he is now overly skeptical and looking for everything to be a hoax. I think there's probably a lot of his listeners that also suffer from the same sort of thing but i mean it's i don't know it's easy to play armchair psychologist they talk about um how he got like banned from everything and alex jones says he he got kicked off of paypal because banks labeled him as an international terrorist which i could not find anything for i could not find anyone calling him an international terrorist um paypal's actual statement is still up on their website they say that they quote found instances that promoted hate and discriminatory intolerance against certain communities and religions that run counter to our core value of inclusion we believe that hatred and discrimination have no place in our democratic society and we do not support this conduct so nothing about him being a terrorist and really when it comes to this whole thing I just wonder if the people who defend him on this, if they realize that even 4chan bans users 
who dox people. I don't know what these people expected to happen after Alex Jones did this. I'm not saying I, if I was the CEO of Twitter or YouTube or whatever, I wouldn't let people post conspiracies or whatever ideology they wanted. But this is pretty bad. This is pretty undefendable, in my opinion. Eventually, they do get on to other topics, um, including his statement that airlines are putting cameras that watch you on planes. And this is true, but I wanted to mention it because I was surprised to find out that it was true. So American Airlines and Singapore Airlines are the two that have admitted to having cameras in the seats that face the passengers in the in-flight entertainment systems. And what's kind of funny is that uh, in this interview with CNN, I, I read with like an American Airlines representative, they basically said like, oh, these are just a standard feature. Um, yes, there are cameras in there, but don't worry, they're not activated and we have no plans to ever use them. Which is like if someone just had a loaded gun on their desk and they're like, oh, bro, don't worry. Like, I'm not going to shoot it. I would never shoot it. So it's like, well, why do you have it? <laughs> why do you have these cameras if you're, if you're never going to use them? What is, what is the point? It's a, it's a very weak excuse, obviously. Then they get on China for a while. And he says that state-sponsored companies in China have no corporate tax. And this is not actually how China slides around trade laws and things like that. They actually, they do have corporate tax. According to the World Bank, they have a 68% corporate tax rate as percentage of profits. For reference, the U.S. rate is 21%. Uh, this is because, you know, they're communists. So they very much have a corporate tax. Other things he said about China did turn out to be true. So they're on China for a while, and he says that China had cows that produced human milk, spiders that produced body armor, and giant human tissue farms. Some of these things are true. The cow one is true. Uh, Chinese scientists added one human gene to cows, and this allowed them to make milk that was 80% similar to human milk, which I thought was pretty interesting. And the spider body armor thing was also true, but it was actually America that was funding this research, not China. The military funded research into putting spider DNA into silkworms that would allow them to create this like special silk that would be good for bulletproof vests which is pretty cool. And I could not find any evidence of tissue farms like the ones he talks about. I could not find anything about China having like big vats full of kidneys or anything. However, it turns out that they are almost certainly doing something much worse, which is using political prisoners as organ farms. There is not 100% proof of this, but there is a, a lot of evidence, so much evidence that Congress, the Canadian Parliament, and the European Parliament have all passed resolutions condemning, quote, systematic, 
state-sanctioned organ harvesting from non-consenting prisoners of conscience. The World Medical Association, the American Society of Transplantation, and the Transplantation Society have all called for sanctions against Chinese medical authorities. The problem is basically none of this can do anything because China has nukes, so we can't just drone strike them and, and push them around. If you have ever wondered why North Korea has nukes, this is why. This is also why Iran wants nukes, uh, if you've ever wondered about that, so that, <laughs> so that these things don't happen to them. But anyway, this is actually much worse and much crazier than what Alex Jones was talking about, and this is real. You know, just when you thought the Chinese government couldn't get it any worse, it turns out they used prisoners as organ farms, basically. You know, if it turned out that Alex Jones's thing was true and they just had, like, big vats full of kidneys, that would actually be great news. Because if, if, you, if they could successfully grow a kidney in a lab, that would be great. That would be a really big, positive advancement for medical science. But this is horrible. They also talk about the mainstream media, which, of course, is a favorite topic of Alex Jones. And he says the media only has a 7% approval rating in Gallup. And Gallup doesn't do approval ratings for the media, but they do, but they do measure trust in media. The newest Gallup article I could find on this was from 2018. And it said, quote, 45% of Americans have a great deal or fair amount of trust in the mass media to report the news fully, accurately, and fairly, representing a continued recovery from the all-time low of 32% in 2016. Media trust is now the highest it has been since 2009. So no, it never got down to 7% like Alex Jones talks about. And 45% to me actually sounds quite high. And they don't offer any sort of an explanation as to why it went up from 32% to 45% from 2016 to 2018. But I do have a personal theory. I think that basically since Trump has blasted the mainstream media nonstop, you know, it's a big thing of his, that liberals have sort of like rallied behind the mainstream media so that they can oppose Trump and be opposite him on this issue. But honestly, I'm not really sure if this can account for all of it. This is actually pretty baffling. 45% seems very high. However, historically speaking, it's actually pretty low. Uh, to quote that same article again, when Gallup first asked Americans to evaluate the mass media in a 1972 survey, 68% said they trusted it a great deal or a fair amount. In 1974 and 1976 surveys, trust remained near 70%. So 45% may seem high, but obviously that's way lower than near 70%. So overall, no, it is not even close to as low as Alex Jones says it is, but it is low, historically speaking. Now, this is a small correction, but I think it is worth bringing up because it is interesting. 
Alex Jones references an article called Why the Future Doesn't Need Us. And he says that in it, the writer uh, Bill Joy talks about a party he went to where billionaires discussed subduing the population. And this is not what this article is about. The article is about him saying that he feels Ted Kaczynski, a.k.a. the Unabomber, was right about some things, and that technology such as AI, gene editing, and nanotechnology has the potential to create a dystopia for humans. And what's really interesting about this is that a personal friend of his, David Galernter, was actually bombed by Ted Kaczynski and almost died. But despite that, he still wrote this article saying that a lot of his ideas are basically true. So I think if you're at all interested in this subject, it is, it is definitely worth reading. Although it is not what Alex Jones says it is about. They get into confirmed past historical conspiracies as well. And Alex Jones says that Operation Starfish was an attempt to ignite the atmosphere by, by detonating 200 hydrogen bombs. And I could not find any evidence that they were attempting to ignite the atmosphere with this test. I don't even know. He doesn't really explain why that would be a desirable goal. Does he just think they were trying to, like, destroy the Earth? I don't know. But this test did actually have some unintended consequences. By blowing up these bombs in space, they accidentally EMP'd Hawaii. <laughs> and hundreds of streetlights went out, and it actually cut off phone communication to this one island. So there was some weird stuff that happened. And they also talk about Operation Northwoods. You know, it inevitably comes up in every discussion about this and he says it included school and theater shootings which is not true it had a lot of crazy stuff planned um with all the false flags they were going to do to blame on cuba but there, there were no school shootings planned later on the subject of 5g which is a lot nearer to reality now than it was a year ago uh, alex jones says that it causes massive mutation, cancer, and rattles your DNA apart. And this is kind of true in a way. It's a little bit true. The World Health Organization classifies all radio frequency radiation as possibly carcinogenic. And it is in this category because, quote, there is evidence that falls short of being conclusive that exposure may cause cancer in humans. Uh, other things in this category, I feel it is worth noting, include pickled vegetables and talcum powder. So, yes, it could possibly give you cancer. The data is not all the way in yet. But there are things in higher danger categories that they do not bring up, including the sun, alcohol, and processed meat. Ironically, Alex Jones drinks whiskey on camera in this very podcast, and they, they talk about eating hamburgers at one point. As for the idea that 5G could rattle your DNA apart, uh, to quote physicist and cancer researcher David Robert Grimes, 
The radio wave band used for mobile phone networks is non-ionizing, which means it lacks sufficient energy to break apart DNA and cause cellular damage. So, no, there's no evidence that it can mess with your DNA in that way. So yes, it is possible that 5G could cause cancer. But I think this is one of those cases where um, people notice the small risk because it is spooky and flashy and interesting, and they don't pay enough attention to the confirmed risks, like the sun. Put sunscreen on, guys. Alcohol. Don't drink. He, he drinks in this episode. You shouldn't do that. And processed meat. You know, don't go to McDonald's. If you're worried about 5G giving you cancer, just start start with those things. And then once you've stopped going to McDonald's and like drinking alcohol and exposing yourself to the sun, then I would say like start to get worried about 5G if you're really worried about getting cancer. Other phone comments include his theory that the CIA is testing on cell towers for wavelengths that could calm the public during a crisis. And I could not find any evidence that the CIA is testing anything like this. That doesn't mean that they're not, obviously, but I couldn't find any evidence for it. Um, But the basic concept of manipulating brains with radio waves is actually not 100% crazy. So to quote the article Mind Control by Cell that they bring up in the episode, Scientists can do more with brainwaves than just listen in on the brain at work. They can selectively control brain function by transcranial magnetic stimulation, TMS. This technique uses powerful pulses of electromagnetic radiation beamed into a person's brain to jam or excite particular brain circuits. Luckily, it goes on to say that TMS is way more powerful than a cell phone. Cell phones do not have the same amount of power as TMS does. And they tested a cell phone's ability to mess with your brain, and all they could do was screw up someone's sleep as much as half a cup of coffee can. They couldn't do anything beyond that with a cell phone. So that's good. However, this article was from 2008, so technology has likely advanced. And yes, there's no evidence that the government is researching any of this, but honestly, I was pretty spooked by this article. I find it pretty spooky that this is the tinfoil hat conspiracy. Like, literally, this is the one where tinfoil hats come from, and it is not 100% baseless. I would way rather preferred to have looked this up and found a bunch of articles saying, oh yeah, there's no way your brain can be affected by radio waves ever. It's a scientific impossibility. They can't get past your skull or whatever. I would have much rather have read that. This is kind of spooky. So the last thing I'll talk about is related to the so-called big enchilada. And it's his idea that The CIA is bigger than Coca-Cola and Walmart. So, according to the CIA's website, neither the number of employees nor the size of the agency's budget can at present be publicly disclosed. There's no way of finding out exactly how many people work for the CIA. 
And you can't exactly go looking for evidence, because I mean, it, it would all be secret, right? Even if this were true. But you can do some math to examine the plausibility of this idea. So 1.5 million people work for Walmart in America, which is 0.4% of Americans. I don't like this for some reason. But anyway, so this would mean that Alex Jones is saying that the CIA has more than 1.5 million employees. So more than 0.4% of Americans would have to work for the CIA. For reference, the entire government has a confirmed 2 million employees. So when he talks about, later in the episode, this idea that, uh, that there is a breakaway civilization, he really means it. He thinks that there is a shadow government, like the size of the actual government, that is running the show and planning all these things. But that's, that's so many people that would be in on the conspiracy. Almost two million. So Alex Jones, he lives in a world that's like the Matrix sequels, where Mr. Smith is like popping up behind every corner. Like everywhere is just guys with, with suits and sunglasses. And I think once you realize what he means by this whole breakaway civilization... A lot of his later comments make sense in how crazy they are. If you really think that there's two million people in on this conspiracy, then some of the stuff he says later starts to make sense. Well, if there's two million people in on it, you know, who knows what's possible. I will probably do one or two more episodes um, investigating... Alex Jones and Eddie Bravo, and if you have anything I missed, any evidence, anything I didn't include that you feel like needs to be included, email me or message me on Twitter, and then after I'm done covering everything, I'll make a bonus episode at the end uh, talking about everything that you guys have sent me. Or... Alternatively, uh, you can go onto YouTube or you can leave comments. Obviously, you can't leave comments on Spotify or whatever. And you can call me a shill and, you know, CIA propaganda and so on. Either, either way works for me. But, that, but this is where I will leave off for now. One or two more episodes. I hope you guys are ready. Stay tuned.